I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illenials Podcast. I am Smith. And it's Illenials Seth. I like the new intro. I'm doing a new radio host, disc jockey vibe. Okay, all right. Yep. It's working for you, I think. Yep. You know what we need? We've been, we've been missing our uh, our Wolfman. We've been missing our, uh, our, uh, yeah. our zany guy. Yeah, we need someone who is, like, medically insane. <laughs> To just be on the show and just say anything. We can't be all three straight men here. Yeah. Well, today we are only two of us. In case you guys didn't notice, there was no introduction from the moist wizard himself, Marcus. He is out doing... He's probably sucking fucking his way up the Sunset Strip. <laughs> you know what I hate about, about Marcus's nicknames? What? Is that we call him the moist wizard, but... Wet wizard and moist mage are both right there. And you got the alliteration. Why are we not doing that? That's true. But Marcus is not the writer of the group. So he just uh, he just said what came into his brain first. No one is writer of this group. Let's be honest with ourselves. You're here. the writer of the group. You have a degree. Uh, yeah, degrees don't mean shit, apparently. Anyways, Seth, things have happened this last week. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. This this almost like a Trump week of, of of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I can see that. The first thing I want to talk about real quick, though, is the fact that we learned today that heroes do not eat pussy. Yep, it is. We've learned. It's been decided by Detective Comics Incorporated that Batman and associated heroes and hero affiliates will not be eating pussy no no dome for ladies of dc no it's not happening the harley quinn animators wanted him to have a scene where he was going down on catwoman which obviously he would and dc was like it would be so it would be better if dc was just like no that's just sexually vulgar we don't want to show that they were like no (laughs) heroes don't do that (laughs) it's like i want them to do like a like a South Park thing and redo the scene. It was just him like railing her from behind. It's like, do heroes do this? DC? Huh? What a, what a, just a, a, a exceptionally stupid thing to have said. Yeah. Heroes don't do that. Yeah. I don't have like, um, Batman and Aquaman doing like double penetration on someone. Like, would the heroes do this? Can you give us a I'm list thinking, of all the sexual stuff heroes will do, and we'll just animate that instead? Only missionary is what it is. <laughs> Only missionary and lights off. <laughs> that's how it's got to be. Well, it's Batman. It is, so. when, they, when they said heroes, right? You know, I am a man who is opposed to the concept of heroes in general, but I love the idea. My mind immediately went to the next logical step, which is that, like, the 9-11 gang. Yep. No. Firefighters, EMTs, police officers, none of the meat box. No. Not happening. They do. Like you said, missionary lights off, socks on. That is what the (laughs) 9-11 heroes do. (laughs) They might gotta run out, you know, at any moment. Exactly. They could be stopping Captain America at any time. Yeah. Um, so that was a very, I mean, just a very funny thing to have happened today. Stupid and inconsequential, but just very funny. A lot of folks also I found on Twitter were learning that that show is not for kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've watched the first season and it's, it's definitely more, it skews more, you know, adult than you'd expect for sure. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people think, oh, cartoons are for kids. Turns out not really. No. There's there's lots of cool stuff going on now. Invincible just happened. That was cool. Yeah. 
Um, all anime. You should you should have to be twenty five years old before you're allowed to watch anime. I think that I think that true. should be a new law. If I had not been allowed to watch DBZ as a kid, I would probably be much more normal today. I'd be an astrophysicist. <laughs> you know what? Actually, speaking of mature stories in anime, I just watched a show called uh, Devil Man Crybaby, uh, which is on Netflix, um, which makes it pretty accessible by all, by all accounts. Uh, which is an adaptation of a story from the seventies called called Devil Man by who a person who's considered like one of manga's greats, and made by one of anime's greats as well. And it is a show, only ten episodes. Boy, I love a good short, sweet, to the point uh, show. Oh, it's That's only ten. Yeah. Okay, when you recommended it to me, I thought it was about twenty, and I was like, I'm probably not going to watch that. But now I'm actually interested. I was surprised. Most of them were twelve to twenty-four. Ten episodes, baby. I was I was done in nice. two days. And it's just a one. It's a one season. Just it's good. Yep. Get in, get out. Okay. Complete story, start to finish, it's and it, it really does ask some very big questions, and does not shy away from not giving you an answer. And also, uh, incredible violence and gore, um, and body deformation and sex. A lot of nudity. However, I must say this. We only ever see one penis in the show, and that's disappointing because you could have shown me a lot more penises than that. And so I'm I'm let down by the lack of uh, of dicks in everything, really, but especially in this show. Yep, we need more dicks in visual media. However, on the other side of this coin, when I watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure season four, they don't show they they censor so this show is so weird. They'll censor a person getting like turned into a cube of meat, right? But they won't censor a dog getting its head bitten off by a human being. That's fine. But at one point, there is a moment when there is a a child, came more than twelve years old, who is butt ass naked, a little boy, and they draw his penis. It's just two, like, looped lines, you know, balls and dick. Like but a Goku keep... from Dragon Ball. Exactly. And they keep showing it. Just constantly. And I'm like, wait, so you'll censor all the, all the gore that happens, but not this little kid's penis? What's happening here? Yeah, I actually found a segment of, I guess you consider it visual media, where you can see as many penises as you possibly want. It's not called porn. Um... So I'm, I I have this weird obsession, and I think you actually have this too, maybe not to my level. I love watching videos on the internet of people just popping like ridiculous pimples. I think they're oh, like yeah. so cool. There's a subreddit for it called r slash popping, and you would be surprised how many people just have uh, pimples on their dick and are like, oh, here's a video of it, and you <laughs> see a big floppy dick and they're just squirting pus everywhere. So that is a place where you can actually see a healthy amount of penises. A healthy amount, Seth. Now, what would you qualify as a healthy amount? Mm, I'd say with current trends, I think two to three a week. That's pretty healthy. Yeah. I gotta say, penises are already a little sketchy when it comes to how appealing they are. Uh, popping pimples on them seems like really just, boy, you are, you are, you're putting lips on a pig at that point. It's not great. Yeah. I mean, but you have to. I mean, if they're there, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something with them, so. That's true. Might as well let the internet see it. Oh, dude, for sure. Document everything. Yeah. Be, uh, that would be actually a great... What if, like, your subtle flex, you go in there, but you have, like, a huge penis, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I had to pop... It's like a tiny pimple, too, like, barely even there. You're like, I had to pop this pimple. Look, guys. But you still a full profile of the penis from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like the, like the Astolfo kid from a while back. What's that? Not kid, I guess. Remember the guy who cosplayed that character from anime and he had a gigantic oh, penis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the size of a monster energy can. Man. The same girth, too, like, which is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Because he was like five foot seven, like, and skinny. How are you alive? How do you, how do you support an erection? Yeah, how do you wear pants every day? Like, it's got to be. <laughs> hey, I feel for that guy. So he's wearing a skirt. Yeah. We started GoFundMe for that guy. Make sure he's okay. <laughs> his penis is too big. Yep. <laughs> the man, the man whose penis is too big. You know we're laughing. There's actually a subreddit for that too called Big Dick Problems. Mm, I'm sure. We're talk about the pro- problems they have. I'm sure everyone there is absolutely honest. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy in high school whose problem was that he had too big of a penis. I saw it at one point. Uh, his girlfriend complained one time that it hurt her. And I was like, you know what? That actually is a legit problem now that I think about it. 
Yeah. Um, but the, I just wonder what the ratio of people who actually have that problem. Uh, oh, right, yeah. Making it up are. Um, That's true. But yeah. They, they do not sound like they'd be happy with their problem, but you know what, Seth? You're probably right. No. Anyways. What else is going on, yeah, man? See, there's, been a lot, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. How about... How about how about how about the? <laughs> that's my new bit. Have you? How about the? Have you? Remember the? How about? <laughs> how about Eric yeah. Clapton? So <sighs> Eric Clapton throughout the past year. First of all, he was already a big like COVID denier guy, and then he became a COVID vaccine fuck me up guy, and then he became the man who got the most owned on Twitter I think I've ever seen in my life. When he talked about how he's worried about what's going to happen to our children. <laughs> and somebody said, child safety expert Eric Clapton. Which is <laughs> one of the most brutal things I've ever read. It's so dark, but it's also so funny. And yes, hurtful. Extremely and yeah. hurtful. And now, because of this, Eric Clapton has joined a slew of people who are, you know, monumentally famous and very old. Who, if they, he could continue to like just do concerts all the time, and no one would even think about the stuff he's done in the past. But because he started doing this stuff, people started looking into him, and it turns out that in 1976, uh, when he was performing in Birmingham, not Alabama, although this could easily have been in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> yeah. um, he basically uh, had some. He had a, a high energy support for Enoch Powell. Um, who was a very uh, politically right candidate. Even for the time, he was politically right. Um, and basically, he just went on a whole rant about how, um, and he says a bunch of racial slurs, I'm not going to say, but basically, he just says, anybody who's not from here, let's send them back. I got you. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh, let me do it right here for you. Uh, I think Enoch's right. I think we should send them all back. Stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out. Get the wogs out. Get the coons out. Keep Britain white. I used to be into dope. Now I'm into racism. It's much heavier, man. Okay. And uh, I mean, the fact that you even said that is, is you're very brave. But um, I, I want to focus on that last sentence. Because he says, mm. I used to be into dope. Now I'm into racism. It's much heavier, man. So... I just want to pull this apart. So he's saying he used to do drugs. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he means, you know, marijuana, cocaine, you know, stuff like that. He did some rock star stuff. But the heavier thing is racism. I don't even. Do you got any clue what, what's going on there? Well, this was at the same point when David Bowie was going through his like neo-Nazi phase uh, mm-hmm. after he got off of coke for a while. It was kind of a thing amongst British rock stars to be uh, like flirting with white supremacy as David Bowie was apparently doing it more as just like uh, uh, a bit. Eric Clapton was, I don't think, doing it as a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was at this point in the seventies. Apparently, there was a big thing in Britain. Like I said, the far right National Front Party was on the come up. And so there was a thing where it was like racism was a big uh, popular thing to be in Britain at that point. Yeah, it's just like any fad, you know? <laughs> just hate a bunch of people for no reason. Um, but yeah, and then he even <laughs> went as far as to say if there's any foreigners in the crowd, they should just leave and leave the country as well. Um, so yeah, and once again, Eric Clapton could have just not said a bunch of stupid shit about the vaccine. People probably never would have even dug this up. Like until years from now, for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. But no, now he's now he's part of the 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 crew. I just want to say it says right here uh, before this whole thing starts. Visibly intoxicated, Clapton voice to support. I like that he was drunk while saying yeah. this, and he was so drunk you could see it on him. Like you could yeah. see little lines coming out of him, like in a cartoon <laughs> or something. Like in the audience, you could look out. Oh man, it's fucking trash! Yeah, oh my god. Uh, also, I just want to point out that I'm not brave as a white man for saying slurs, uh, and those slurs were said in character, so you can't get mad at me. That's true. The character is Eric Clapton. So if I do my character, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, it's okay, because he's also white. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you can't, you, you couldn't do that Chris Rock bit. It's not, it's not I will say, though, the, the doing other... 
racist voices thing is is becoming more mainstream now because yeah. um there's a, a radio host i can't remember, i think he is a radio host in washington dc and he's a white man who does a ridiculously spot-on impression of charles barkley and they even had him on the the inside the nba show to do it and i gotta say man if you're that good at it you have a pass i'm sorry he sounded just like charles barkley so brave man I think if you can do it well, yeah. and it's one specific person, and you're not trying to be hurtful about it, it's probably okay. Yeah. But you gotta be damn good, man. Yeah, you gotta be Frank Caliendo good. Like you, gotta be, you gotta be the cream of the crop. Who's that guy who plays Bender on Futurama? Uh, he's so goddamn famous. J- Joe DiMaggio. Yes. There we go. Yeah, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, he's on that show where he played like a black guy or whatever with black comics. And they were like, yeah, you can do this so good. It's fine. Yeah. I guess. Sure. Hey, gets a pass. Yeah. I guess if it works, it works. So when I've done workshopping my Anthony Mackie, you're going to be like, man, he, if it works, it works. Like, I think it's okay to do an Obama impression because Obama has such a fucking weird cadence that he speaks in. Because with Obama, you can do the uh, impression just of how he talks. You don't even have to do yeah. his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, hey, it's fun to do the voice. <laughs> if it's racist to do an impression of Obama, somebody call fucking Mayor Pete and put his ass in jail. That's true. What's his entire 2020 campaign? I know. And it's funny because now you, you know it's completely fake because he doesn't talk like that anymore. You nope. see him in interviews now, he just talks. I mean, he still talks like a fucking idiot. Uh, his voice is so funny to me. Um, but he doesn't talk anything like he was. Beto either. Beto did the same thing. And now Beto just sounds like a guy. <laughs> Remember when Beto went through a phase where he was just like... I don't know, I smoke weed and I talk shit now and I say curse words. Remember when there was this rising tide that B2 O'Rourke was going to be president of the United States? <laughs> president O'Rourke, yeah. Yes. For sure, man. That was going to happen. Uh, uh, so yeah, Eric Clapton's a piece of shit. Yeah, bad guy. It's so weird. The, the, it's, like the, it's like I said it last time, the more I learn about celebrities, the usually the less I'm going to like them. Yeah. Because they're mostly pieces of shit. Yeah, and then people are like, whenever you bring this stuff up, people are like, oh, well, you're going to separate the artist from the art. And I'm like, guess what? If you can do that, fine. But I don't have to. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, these things are kind of hard to get around when you, when you look at them with a microscope, you know? Yeah. I think it depends on how close the artist is to their art and also whether or not you can just pirate their shit. In which case, sure, go for it. That's true. Or if you don't want to pirate them, you can just listen to them on Spotify. They get the same amount of money. <laughs> That is that shit is fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You get like you get like a Doge coin for every listen you get. Yeah. Oh my god. Crypto. That might be too high, actually. Now I think about it. You know, I think Doge coin. I want to say this for later, but you said Doge. I got to bring it up now. It's not. Luckily, it's not Elon talk. Okay. I. So first of all, there was a two or three months ago. There was this week. Where we were all obsessed with NFTs. Other uh-huh. people who were actually buying them like idiots. And people like us who are making fun of them. But we were all talking about them. And then it fucking ended. I have not heard about NFTs for a while. Until earlier today when I was just trying to watch E3. And hear about video games. And there is this whole fucking video game. Made by these guys named uh, Mythical Games. And... It is an NFT video game. You basically buy these little Funko Pop NFTs that you then get to play inside of this game. And the game is very, like, colorful. It, it kind of has the same, like, vibe as, like, Fall Guys. But I think it's supposed to be kind of like Roblox. In that there's, like, a like a kind of a hub. And there's, like, a lot of shit you can do with your little NFT guys. And first of all, the game does not look fun at all. It looks very derivative, and the NFT part of it is insane. They did, like, 30 solid minutes of just these guys talking about the freaking NFT. And they're all, like, a big producer in the game is, like, the dead mouse the edm artist and he's talking about how it's like gonna it's bringing street art back we've killed street art in society and now nfts are the 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 revival of street art and i'm like shut the fuck up you don't know anything about what you're talking about Mm. um and then one of the guys who invests in the company is coke his name is rudy coke he's probably one of the coke 
spawn. Actually, I'm going to look him up right. Oh my, I put in Rudy Cock. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh, no. no. Save search off. Oh. Let's do it. Um, yeah, let, let's see. Um, yeah, it looks like he's one of them. That's, and he's a big NFT guy. Holy shit. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, okay, maybe he's not a Coke boy, but still. You know what? You got that last name? You're not innocent. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not a very common last name. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. So E3, I don't even know what it is anymore. I don't I don't even know what I'm watching most of the time when I have it on. Um, it makes me realize that there's way more games than I can ever play or care about. And I honestly wonder how a lot of these studios even exist. No offense to them. They might make good games or bad games or games that aren't for me. But man, how are they all afloat? Like, there's some games that are never going to get played. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it largely sucks because Sony pulled out and doesn't do their shit anymore. Yep. And it's all spread out across different days, different times. The streams are all, they're on three different stream channels. They're all 30 seconds apart from one another. It's just hard to, it used to be a shared experience that you read about. You know, you you, you saw the articles come out or the, the blog posts. Like, and it's so weird, this year, do you know who, who's, like, actually, whose presentation actually kicked ass? Who? Microsoft. Yeah. Theirs actually was good. You know why? Because it was just fucking games! Yeah. Just show us the games! Yeah, they showed a bunch of games. Um, sadly, they are moving to a very exclusive model. I was, because I'm over here, like, I'm the optimist, and I'm like, you know what? You buy Bethesda, sure, they make big games that go across all platforms, Keep them cross-platform because then you're making money off of PlayStation users. Right. But then Microsoft's like, no. The one bright spot is that most of the games do get in, do go to PC. I mean, almost all of them go to PC, which is good for me. But not everyone has a PC, and not everyone has a PC that can like really handle games. So it right. does suck that Bethesda, one of the biggest like cross-platform companies ever, is gonna slowly gonna become or very rapidly gonna become. Um, exclusive to only Microsoft stuff. It kind of kind of sucks. The only part I care about in terms of Bethesda is Arcane. Yeah, me too. That's I, all I really I mean because yeah, I don't care ahead. about the next Elder Scrolls. I don't care about any any of that crap. I guess you do, but I, Fallout. Yeah. I'm completely done with. Don't give a shit anymore. Starfield. Starfield. I don't even know. I mean, here's the thing. We don't know anything about it. It, it, it maybe it'll be good, but I just don't know anything about this game at all. So I don't know it's how to. CG it. trailer that showed nothing. Yeah, I mean. which is the trend. Is just you know make a trailer, a, a, a cutscene from a game that you don't care about at all, and that's Starfield 2022. I was like, I don't, I don't care at all. And but yeah, the stuff that's going on over at Arcane has always been good, and yeah, it sucks that uh, I mean once again, even though I do. Primarily play on PC now. It sucks that I, if I wanted to, I couldn't play it on PlayStation. So, why can't one of these shithole fucking Saudi princes with a billion dollars f- stop buying MOBA games and buy Arcane and give them a billion dollars to make Prey too? Yeah. Oh my. Dishonored fucking three. I wonder if the Saudi princes are gonna go crazy with the NFTs now. Oh God. Um. I also They're saw that too like smart for that shit. there's gonna be a. Like, Dan Harmon is going to write a show that is an NFT for AT&T? I, it was the, the, the headline was so garbled with names and companies and cryptos, and I was like, I don't even understand what's being made anymore. But I'm just like, why? Did, like, a plane of cocaine get shot down <laughs> over L.A. for that week? And just, like, everyone was fucking high yeah. constantly? They were just like, we gotta have these NFT things. And you're like, oh, what's an NFT? And like, it's a non-fungible token. You know how all your tokens are so fungible? Well, guess what? These aren't. <laughs> and it's like, well, fuck! I, gotta, I, want, I want myself so fungible! Like, what did they say to Dan Harmon to convince him to do this? I like, hope, what was said to him? I hope it's just money. <laughs> and I better not be crypto. <laughs> well, who the fuck... Where's the money coming from? Well, the co- right? I like, think the who's company, putting it into the system? I know. I think I think it's a show for AT and T or some. It was like some like monumentally big billionaire company, I believe. So they probably just have money to throw around on an NFT television show made by Dan Harmon. Um, you know, random pocket change for them. But still, I don't get it. I don't yes, get listen. it. 
fuck Karl Marx for a second. Uh-oh. Capitalism doesn't function on a very basic level of, you can't explain to me what, what the point of this is. Where is the money coming from? Where is it going? Who is profiting from it? What is the goal of this, right? It used to be simple. You fucking made a movie, it came out of theater, they sold tickets to it, and you got money from the tickets. The theater and the, the movie company split the profits, and those profits then went to the people who made the movie. It all made sense there. Who who put the money into this NFT thing, and who, where is the, it coming out of the end at? You know? It makes no fucking sense at all. You yeah. don't need Marxism to say this is bullshit. That's how I feel about venture capitalism i understand it as a concept even though it sucks but i'm just like like these venture capitalist companies and even like if you watch shark tank like within a couple of days they have like oh i'm gonna give two million dollars to this company two hundred thousand to this company i'm like at the end of a week you've probably spent like 50 million dollars how are you all that rich Like, where, how are you all generating all this money? And all the companies they fund are ones that don't make any money. (laughs) They're just worth a lot. And worth is just relative, obvious. I don't know. I don't get it. This is the part of capitalism where I'm like, I honestly think we didn't think it through. It's the same thing as fucking, like, high finance. Like, trading stocks and moving shit around. Like, who... Where's the money at? Yeah. It's not real. It's just numbers in a computer somewhere. And it doesn't represent any actual, like, concrete, like, like actual resources being moved around. It's just electronic digits. It's like cryptocurrency. Same thing. Yeah. It's not real. It represents nothing. Yeah, look at Tesla stock. I mean, they don't even make cars. And then it just becomes the most valuable stock in the world. <laughs> I don't know how they do they, it. They're valuable because they're going to make good cars one day. Yep. But apparently, if you start to actually make cars, that's bad because then your stock price will go down because you're not as good as you said they'd be. Yep. So don't ever make anything so it keeps getting more valuable. And you don't accept Bitcoin because it's bad for the environment, but you continue to make cars. Dude, speaking of that, this just came out recently today. Uh, remember how in, in winter, the Texas power grid failed and all those people yeah. like, it cost billions of dollars in damages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and we forgot like the week now. after? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's failing again now Uh-oh. in the summertime. It's too it's too hot in Texas, and the AC is running it to the ground. But guess what came out as well today? Uh, the reason for this is not just the AC and all that. It's that Texas has made themselves a a, a, a haven for cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. So they're letting them drain power off the grid that could be going to, you know, cooling homes and, you know, I don't know, keeping the fucking EKG machine on a hospital. But no... Instead, Bitcoins. Do you think that Texas has become the worst state? If you're trying to live in the modern society of having power, yes, very much so. I think that the past year or two, Texas has overtaken places like Alabama and New Jersey for worst state. It rides a lot on the few oceans like Austin and places like that that everyone is like, oh yeah, this is a great little city, we love it here. And the rest yeah. of it is just like a shithole. The rest of it is a freaking Christian hellscape. Um, yeah. And it is, and it's a, a great place to avoid paying taxes. Um, it's crazy. It, it's honestly insane. Also, Seth, I know that you don't live in Georgia anymore, but you're, yeah. you, you come from here. I got Your out. Roots are still here. <laughs> so you and I went far away. <laughs> yeah, a whole state away. <laughs> You still bear some responsibility for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, did you see what happened recently with her? No. She said some shit about... Well, first of all, man, she takes take L's. She said that COVID must be a Chinese bioweapon because God would not create a disease that kills people. Okay. Well, it looks like every disease ever was made by China, which would make That's sense right. because they are the oldest nation. So they do have uh-huh. the most ability to make bioweapons. But think about the theological implications of what you just said, of what she's saying. If Chinese scientists made the bioweapon that is COVID, that means God created the guys who created the bioweapon. Is his guilt assuaged by this? If you believe in the Christian God, you do know that he made Chinese people, right? Like, like God didn't just make America. Right. If you believe what you say you believe, he made everyone. He made Chinese people too, man. <laughs> exactly. He made communism. Made Karl Marx. Exactly. It's the Squidbillies defense. It's like I can wear a 
hat with a donkey's penis on it because God made the man who made this hat. <laughs> so I'm not doing anything wrong. He also made the donkey's penis. Exactly. If you think about it. So yeah, I mean but, that honestly is her. Her belief is that God made America, and that's it. That's like honestly, right, that's yeah. you can tell that's what she thinks. And Satan did everything else around. Exactly, it, it's all it's all bad. Which really means it's that Satan war. did way more than God. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but she also said some shit about the Holocaust, um, which was of course fun. So they made her as penance go to the Holocaust Museum. And then come out and say how terrible this was. Oh my god, this was such a bad thing to have happened. I'm like, I'm like, she's like a child. You sent her to the to the museum as punishment. That's literally oh, that's literally a plot in the show Silicon Valley when the the CEO Gavin Belson he um makes that comment about how billionaires get treated worse than Jews in the Holocaust. And then yes. as repayment to the Jewish community, he had a life size or not life size, he had a scale model of the Hall of Names put around their bike shop. <laughs> yeah. And he met those Jewish leaders. Yeah. I remember that. He was like Shalom, Shalom brothers. Shalom or whatever they say. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that. It is that. We sent her to the Holocaust Museum and made her come out and say, I'm a very bad girl and I shouldn't have said the things that I said. I've what did she lesson. say, though? She said it didn't happen? I don't even remember. It was some. Sh- I think she compared COVID to the Holocaust. She compared uh, the, the, the lockdown restrictions to the Holocaust. Ah, uh, smart. Yeah, really good uh, decision on her part. My God. Georgia, man, we really can produce them. Yeah. I do love the idea of going to the Holocaust Museum and then having to say that it was a bad thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, it's a bad thing. Right, yeah. I just love the idea that her punishment for this was just be- had to go learn something. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go to a building and listen. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, shit. We talked about this on the in our we got we we have notes now for the podcast. Yeah. We talked about how the Pinkertons, the actual legit fucking Pinkertons, changed their banner to a pride banner uh this year. Yeah. And it's terrifying, first of all. It is the least welcoming pride banner I've ever seen in my life. Um But they're not the only ones, because I'm not sure if you guys have been on social media or anything, but every company has decided that Raytheon. Raytheon. Every company is has a pride month logo look them up they've got one and it is hilariously what's the word thin it is it is you gotta help me with the word here it is it feels like the, like I'm in a surreal. I'm, it's like it's surrealist, is what it is. Ah, uh, yes, that's a good one because people. This is the fucking people already posted lunch. like how BMW had the logo. BMW also has the fucking Nazi logo from a hundred years ago or whatever. And then the fucking the big you you said it to me. It was the biggest prestige in the world. It was this you know a pretty like it was like a nice like cute video of a bunch of like like very old gay men who being like oh this is me back when i was like scared to come out and here i am now i'm all cool and they're like and guess what we like to drink the shake shack pride month shake um and it was just an ad for shake shack it pissed me off when that prestige happened, I almost fell out of my fucking chair. I, almost, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I almost actually punched my computer screen in 2021. I was so upset. <laughs> um, God damn. Yeah, so the, the Pride Month thing, it just shows how completely unaware people are of um, what actually matters when it comes to LGBTQ rights and uh, the struggle. And I know you were mentioning, I didn't actually watch this live, but you mentioned uh, something happened at E3 we talked about earlier with yeah. Take Two. What happened with them? So like five minutes before Take Two's uh, presentation was to happen, they, they just said, we canceled our presentation. Instead, we're going we're gonna to air a panel uh, on diversity in gaming. And no one saw the announcement. So 26,000 people were on YouTube watching this hour-long presentation about how LGBT people and POC are now uh, business assets. And uh, they can't wait to 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 grow their resources as, as uh, cogs in the machine. That's what it was for a fucking hour yeah. of this. It was insane. 
Yeah, also want to point out. It was the most out, rainbow capitalism shit ever. You said 26,000 on YouTube. There were also over like 150,000 on on Twitch watching it. So, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine the comments were garbage for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I was mad for the right reasons, which is this is fucking commodifying human people's humans identities for your fucking exactly. make profit. And that's kind of what I wanted to point out about Pride Month is it it really shows how capitalism will commodify anything once it's popular. It mm-hmm. used to be popular to hate gay people and to hate any, any people who you know were different at all, really. And slowly, as the tides turned socially, they were like, okay, we can make money off this. It happens with every part of society. Nothing is safe from capital. Things that are inherently anti-capitalism can be co-modified by capitalism. You buy a fucking t-shirt with Che Guevara on it. You know, who fucking made that shirt? Who's making the money off that shirt? You know? By the way, today is Shay's birthday. Really? Holy shit. I did it. Um, Good job. But yeah, and but once again, Hot Topic is making that shirt, and they have free, they're paying freaking slave wages in Bangladesh to get this stuff made. So it's like at the end of the day, fuck you for even trying. Right? Do you think those companies gave a shit about you twenty fucking years ago? Would they have lifted a single fucking finger if it wasn't making on a dollar for it? No way. No, not at all. No, and they're like, it's oh, like, people change, and I'm like, yeah, sure they do, but. Once you profit off of it, I don't, I don't trust your motives anymore. It's like you've seen Joe Biden talking about <laughs> the interracial uh, commercials, right? Yeah. Where he's like, look, you can see a commercial now with a, a white man and a black lady on the television. Isn't that great? It's a sign of our progress. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, what the fuck are you talking about, old man? And second of all, that's not progress. That's them seeing that, it's, that you can make money off of this and people will fucking buy your shit because you're fucking woke now. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. It's not progress to anything. And plus, there are, when he says this, there are insane people on the internet who start saying, oh, this is it, boys. This is the great replacement strategy. They're going to breed all of us white folks out of existence with their fucking propaganda. Put it in your brain. You can fuck black people or whatever. Yeah. It's like, so it, just, it just contributes more to that shit, too. Yeah. You're not normalizing it all. Speaking of that, so we've kind of talked about how what a lot of people consider to be woke and what is actually woke are completely different things. Like the thing you just mentioned. Um, and like how people say that like the the Marvel, like Falcon and Winter Soldier was too woke. <clears throat> Which is the most insane opinion ever because that show is completely asleep. Um, but you you're a little closer to the insane part of the internet that i don't really quite understand so i saw a comment about the new indiana jones movie you know they posted like an image from it one image of like harrison ford standing still it was like oh cool okay um and i saw a tweet where some guy was like um disney you've already ruined my favorite franchise of all time please do not ruin my second favorite one by using identity politics I just don't know what... I understand he's talking about Star Wars and probably specifically The Last Jedi. What What is the identity politics argument in, in this in this movie? First of all, let's just point out that it started with fucking Force Awakens with Finn being black. Well, that's true. The start of this that whole mean, thing. That's what people are mad about. Remember, remember Little White Cuckball? Yep. Remember that fucking thing? Yep. Um, but I think what's happening with Indiana Jones is this not even confirmed is there's a rumor that the, 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 the female lead of the movie will be black, uh, and his romantic interest will be a black woman. Mm-hmm. I think someone mentioned Angela Bassett possibly is, as the person. And some people were talking about that is what I've heard. So identity politics is a person being black. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. It's. Uh, it's it's like it would be now identity politics the fact that indiana jones fights nazis like you're oh it's political now really you're fighting nazis yeah much first of all yeah it is political because everything's fucking political you idiot yeah Um, i hate i hate the movement of oh please don't bring politics into this i'm like what do you think what do you think art is Mm -hmm. but yeah i I just find it so funny. This guy was just like, please don't bring identity politics like you did into those other genres I'm, or those other franchises. I'm like, those movies don't have anything to do with actual identity politics. <laughs> You're insane. And really, think about it. Indiana Jones is a bad person. Like, yeah. he's our hero, yes, but he's stealing the treasures of native cultures to put them in a, in a museum. Where's it going to be at, though? In America or England. Yeah, the place like, that God created. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> stealing Satan's treasures to put them on display in our, our tables to knowledge. Um, it's like, he's a bad dude. He fights Nazis, but he's bad. And if you're, the woke people don't even say that, though. Like, they don't even acknowledge the fact that he's an imperialist. But, dude, speaking of the no politics shit, uh-huh. Battlefield 2042. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this? I've seen a little bit. I've seen about how it, it's basically set in the future, and it's like a like after some ecological disasters, and you're fighting over resources, really. Yeah, there's like non people with no state that are fighting as yeah. well. It's a it's resource wars over water and shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just a story. There's like no there's no no actual reality or politics to any of it. It's just story, you yeah. know. Because, you know, fiction can be completely divorced from the real world. Exactly. Right? Dude, that's why the various sci-fi novels of all time are, are Mleepmlorp and uh, Bingwa. <laughs> yeah. that, and they're all written just like that. I would you like someone to try and write something English. that's truly fiction. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, Seth. <laughs> that's my, yeah, wow. great. Give me all the fucking Hugos and shit, good. motherfuckers. <laughs> that's my non-political sci-fi story. But yeah, they're just like, oh, it's not politics. It's not politics. It's it's just a story. It's made up. Game was pretty sick, though. I will say. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Also, I just, people I only that. find stuff pop- political if it's um, left leaning. If it's right leaning, yeah. they're like, oh, it's just. What do you mean? It's not political at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so wild. Like you know, game companies are cowardly as shit, and they'll and they won't acknowledge it. Most of them are cowardly as shit. The big ones, anyways, are. They won't ever, like, go for anything. But it's so weird how you still, like, I was watching Far Cry 6, right? Giancarlo Esposito, best part of the game, obviously, great fucking actor. In their little, like, pre-showing of the game, he's talking about how he modeled his his character on uh, murderous dictators like Castro. And I'm like, come on, man. Why we gotta keep beating up on the guys who were enemies of America that we made into enemies, right? Yeah. Like, that's political! That's political to say you modeled your character off of Castro. First of all, all the Fire Cry games are political and evil, I must say. Yeah. And isn't it, they announced that in Fire Cry 6 you're gonna get to play as the villains from the other Fire Cry games? And I'm like, doesn't that mean that you get to play as like a white supremacist cult leader? He can't because there's black cult members. Well, yeah. Never I mean, mind the fact that all his shit sounds white supremacist. Yeah, obviously he's not a white supremacist. Wink. Um, mm-hmm. But you get to play as this wink, not white supremacist. And that's um, kind of weird, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what's going on with video games anymore. Well, actually, it's you just, do. It's... You know what's going on with video games because you've been playing one that is apparently really good and was had some had, had no crunch involved in the development yeah uh ratchet and clank rift apart a game i hadn't thought about until the day it came out when someone said it was amazing and it is amazing first of all incredible showcase of what the ps5 can do in terms of graphics that it truly looks next gen and yeah, according to the de- developers, and this could be bullshit, it could be all just, you know, made up, but they say there was no crunch. And I can't find anybody, like, there was no leak of anyone saying there was actually crunch. Yeah. They said they, they didn't have any crunch. Yeah, at, at, right now I tend to believe them just because of, I mean, obviously if there was crunch, like, developers talk about it. Like, it happened with mm. CD Projekt, like, ever since the game started getting developed, they're talking about that crunch. So I do feel like a lot of developers are very open about this, um, especially since they can, you know, anonymously talk to people like Jason Schreier or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's if if once again if it's completely true, that's pretty awesome, especially for a game this big. Like when studios like Supergiant do it, I love it obviously, um, but games like Hades do not, aren't at quite the same scale as games like Ratchet and Clank. And yeah. if they actually did it with no crunch. That's crazy because I've I haven't bought the game yet, but I've I've seen the gameplay and some of the stuff that you can do in the game, like the the world, the rift world coming, you know, wrapping you basically, and and you're rendered with no loading into this new 3D space. I don't imagine that's easy. So um, that's pretty cool. I, I got to give credit yeah. to Insomniac. They're another one of yeah. the companies I've, I've I pretty much enjoy their work. Yeah, I uh, I will say this that game developers, because I know you're listening. Please stop trying to make your games photorealistic. Yeah, it was impressive for a while, but now it's your detriment. Because now Go it's for an never good enough. 
That's mm. the thing. Um, you can make your game look as good as possible, but it's never going to be good enough. And games like Breath of the Wild and Ratchet and Clank and Hades um, and all these great games, 2D, 3D, doesn't matter. The games that have truly stylistic are the absolutely most breathtaking ones to look at. Yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild, to me, is still one of the greatest looking games of all time. Yeah. Because it stuck with an aesthetic. Even, even on the Switch's hardware, its limitations yeah. It and runs that, on a little cartridge amazing. on the Switch, and it is, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, games like Hollow Knight, like things that are like hand drawn. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter if you're doing crazy 3D physics or whatever. You can just make a game look really good without any of that stuff. And yeah, I, I think photorealism is completely, completely over in my mind. I don't really care about it that much anymore. Like folks were hyping up that Ratchet and Clank like a Pixar movie in, like as a game, but there were times when I was looking at the facial animations on the characters and thinking to myself, "This is Pixar level work. Like this is." up there in terms of trying yeah. to make this shit look as good as possible because that's the thing that photorealism no matter even at its highest quality fails at is facial animations last of us part two which is maybe the best photorealistic looking game i've ever played still had issues when the characters were talking it just didn't like a human was talking mm. um and i'm just like at that point you did literally the most work graphically I've ever seen in my life, and it still did not convince me that these were people on the screen. So why not yep. do a, a Pixar movie or something like that where it's much easier to get that effect and you can still make it look gorgeous, you know? I'll say that the probably the best I've seen now is Resident Evil Village. Uh, mm. Some of the facial animations on the more human-looking characters are absolutely amazing, but it's still, it's like you did all this work and it still doesn't look real, you know? Yeah. And and go for an aesthetic, you know? Just do that. It'll pay off for you in the long run. Your game will look better for longer. Yep. Yep, you can still play old, like, GameCube games, like some of the Zelda ones, and some of, I mean, even some of the other ones, and they still, I mean, they're not the same, they're not up to par, but they still look good. And if you play a Call of Duty from two years ago, it looks like absolute shit. Yeah. Wind Waker is still a gorgeous game yeah. to this day. Fucking Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask still look pretty good. Yeah. You know, despite everything. Yep. <clears throat> Let's see here. Seth, you got anything else? I think I know you got stuff. Uh yes, I do. So we talk we've kinda circled around it. I I was trying not to do Elon talk, but we've got two Elon stories. Um, one of which I'm going to need your help with some sourcing on. So we'll start with that one is the defend billionaires, um, billboard, yeah. which is basically a, a callback to the thing we mentioned from Silicon Valley. It is literally Elon Musk on a billboard and it's like defend billionaires. They need your support. And I don't know where this billboard is or who put it up. If it even is associ actually associated with Elon Musk. Um, either way, pretty bad look, uh, no, no matter, no matter what the source of it all is. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's from. It just says, it's just, it, the source is one guy spotted it, says spotted in the wild. I hate this MF place. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it's from, but I have not seen anyone say that it's not real. Yeah. So... It's just, it's hilarious. It's the thing, like, it's the, the Silicon Valley thing where it's like, oh, billionaires are, it's so, so hard out here for all these billionaires, you know, we gotta, we need, we need protection from the proletariat, the people that we, we lord our riches over whenever we need to. Um, and it's pretty, what's the word? Dumb as fuck. Yeah. I would say dystopian, but that's too overused. And also this is too dumb for dystopia. Yeah, this is like honestly, I don't know. It's like it's just it's parody. Like if the guys who made Scary Movie wrote a dystopic movie, exactly dystopia movie. Exactly, it's just parody at this point. It's it's this is even too dumb for something like Idiocracy. This is this yeah. is just insane. But the reason these billionaires need to be defended is because they're being taxed too highly. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, I read that wrong. Actually, um, oh they're not paying taxes at all. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, and Jeff Bezos got a tax credit. Wait a minute. A four thousand dollars. Can you imagine children? how little four thousand dollars matters when you have four point two billion dollars? 
he, I mean, I don't even understand. I'm sure, I, I know he didn't do it. It was his accountants. But the sheer gall to have done this. Yeah. To have not paid any money at all when you have $4 million and you made $99 billion in one year. Um, or 99 whatever, as your wealth growth. Um, and not pay taxes and still ream $4,000 out of the system. What it reminds me of those stories you hear about those like machine learning or, or like genetic algorithms that try to like you know play within the rules to accomplish an objective like where it's like hey we want you to like reduce customer complaints okay well I've destroyed the emails I can't email us anymore I've, yeah. I've, just, I've stopped the complaints <laughs> it's like that but for accounting some dude was just like uh, just a bloodless machine man was like oh wait we, can, we qualify for this of course we'll. yeah he's a billionaire it doesn't matter that person didn't care. They didn't care at all. They were like, I've done my job to the best of my ability. Their brain sits in ice water, okay? There's nothing. Nothing happens in that person's head. It's just actually incomes do. fucking numbers. I do wonder how soulless you have to be to be an accountant for one of these guys. Um, A team of accountants. Yeah, you have teams. Um, but yeah, it turns out that... Uh, according to this to this graph I have right here, Jeff Bezos paid a true tax rate of 0.98%. Yeah. Now, in case y'all don't know, the tax rate for billionaires uh, are people are making above $676,000 a year is 37%. By the way, in 1952, it was 95%. Yep. Yes, that's right, 95 the, Fuck you. And once again, that's back he, when America was great. Just by the way. Right, yeah. And so of his 37%, he paid less than 1%. Yep. Which is actually, that, that number is so funny to me, because that's the amount I think, that's the inverse of what I think. I think he should get left with 0.98%. Yeah. And it should be taxed at 99.02%. Less than 1% of his wealth would still be fabulously wealthy exactly. by our standards. That's the thing people don't even begin to realize, is... Because, you know, once again, the whole reason people will defend billionaires is because they think they're going to be one one day. And I got to say, let's say you do become one one day. You will still be incredibly, incredibly wealthy if you were taxed at 98%. Yes. You you do, I don't think they'll understand how much money a billion dollars is. They don't. It's a no. fucking lot of money. You still have, like, what, $10 million? Yeah. If you can't insane. live a year off $10 million? You're insane. I make fucking $26,000 and I survive. Jeff can do it too. Exactly. All right. By the way, this this all comes from a report that was first published in... Oh, fuck. I should probably know what... what I think it was, Ax, was it Axios? No, ProPublica. And the IRS got wind of it and they were deciding they were going to figure out what's going on with this. No. Not a billionaire stopped paying taxes. Who leaked it? Wow. There's a full investigation now in the IRS to figure out who leaked this data. It's like, this should be publicly available. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason this shouldn't be publicly available. Especially for people who make over a million dollars a year. Fuck you. Yeah. I want to see everything. Like, they don't care that their system's being exploited. They care that someone revealed the exploitation yeah. to other people. Well, the, the problem this is, is they don't even think it's being exploited. They just think they're using the system properly. Oh, yeah. This is why they hate Karl Marx. Because he revealed the exploitation in the system. And we're not supposed to know about that. But shh, don't talk about that, Carl. Yep. So that's just fucked. You know? Um, yeah. What was her to say? I agree. I just think it's crazy that you can make that much money. And not only will you not pay taxes, but people who make a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what you have um, will be like, no, that's cool. Well, it's fine. You didn't have to pay taxes. I'll just do all the heavy lifting with my, you know, my regular job. I'll just pay for all the roads and education and everything else. It'll just be me. It's cool. Some people, like, will bootlick the fuck out of these people. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, it turns out that of our, all the billionaires in America, they only paid $38 billion in taxes last year. Yep. Only $38 billion. That's insane. Our government's fucking budget is a trillion dollars a year. Yep. Who's making the rest of that up? It's us. Yeah. It's us, people. We could be. I mean, you, you can make that off just these guys. Like, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And people, 
know, people complain about how the, our roads are bad and our education sucks. I'm like, these guys are the problem. They don't right. want us to have good roads or good education. You are the reason why it's fucked up. Yeah. I did see somebody on Twitter the other day asking a question. Uh, the question was, where do you think broadly it all went wrong? You know, where did everything go bad? And, you can't, and he was like, you can't say capitalism, which is stupid because fuck you. Capitalism is the reason why all the things went wrong. But my whole thing is it didn't go wrong. Nothing went wrong in the world. There's no, cause there's no fucking plan. You know, this isn't, this isn't goddamn the new Loki show. Where there's a fucking timeline written by some dudes that we're supposed to stick to. That didn't happen. This, the world is the way that it is because it is the way that it is. You know, they could not have played out any other way than it has. There's no mm-hmm. alternate histories here. It, it's a stupid con, stupid question to even ask. It didn't go wrong. This is the yeah, way things are. This is exactly how things were always going to go. Because, you know, the term gets thrown out a lot, but late stage capitalism just doesn't work. And historically, it has never worked. Yeah. Um, except for people at the very top. And we're currently at a point in time where people at the top have been really able to convince everyone else that they're the good guys and now nobody even wants to overthrow them anymore. So, yeah. So, do you, you see what happened with, uh, with BlackRock? Yeah, aren't they, like, buying up a lot of residential um, properties? They're not only buying them, they are paying 20 to 50% above asking price immediately. Yeah. No haggling. They just come out and say, oh, you're putting a house on the market? We'll buy it for 50% more than your asking price. No person, no family can compete with that. Yeah. And their goal is to turn them into what they call SFRs, single family rentals. And they've been doing this all across the country. And, and if you're trying to buy a house nowadays out there, anybody, you may have noticed the housing market is fucked. And part of the reason is that these fucking banks and investment firms see those houses not as a way for you to live, you know, in a home that you own yourself. No, they want to turn it into a rental and make you into a peasant forever. Yep. Um, yeah. So fuck you for even trying. Um, it's kind of kind of my new slogan for capitalism is you know, these companies, these and these billionaires, they get to do literally anything they fucking want. And what can you do about it? Cause like I like the fact that like in America we consider housing to be an investment, you know? You invest in a house and it'll appreciate in value, and then one day you'll sell that's your retirement fund. First of all, that's a very sick way to think of housing. Yeah. You know, a thing we all need, you think of it as a retirement fund for yourself. That's fucked up in my opinion. Yep. But leaving that aside, this goes to get people mad because it's this is this is a bad thing, and the bad thing is that they are fucking buying up these houses that were supposed to go to regular people and turn them into rentals. Now, me personally, I never want to own a home. I want to rent my entire life because fuck, well, I don't want to rent. You know, I prefer not to rent, but as to choose one, I don't want to fix my own house. Yeah. Somebody else should do that shit for me. So I understand, but there are people who want to do that and it's fucked. They can't because some guys who have a hundred billion dollars to distribute just decide to buy up every house in their city and turn it into a rental. And it's like BlackRock of all companies. It's so weird. Oh, BlackRock is very insidious. They're the biggest investment firm in the world. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Apparently right now they have a hundred and twenty trillion dollars they're looking to uh, redistribute tax these people what the fuck yeah i know right it's crazy. 120 times our budget that's our budget for 120 years i was reading a uh, a website called i hate this financial samurai uh, Oof. which is both orientalist and stupid uh talking about how this one uh uh was it neighborhood in houston it got built right it was almost being finished and they bought the whole fucking neighborhood that was supposed to be houses for families turn them into rentals and they rented all of them out in a fucking year and they said this has made them more money than selling them ever would have and it's a constant income stream that lasts forever that they're gonna turn you into fucking peasants that's the plan yep they're gonna make you willing happy little peasants that is depressing and don't forget the federal reserve funds these people they give them money our government gives money to blackrock yep and where do they get that money from you know my wallet and your wallet exactly 
all of our wallets. And we are funding our own t- being turned into servants is what it is. Yep. No one cares. It's yeah, you're right. No one cares. No one. Here's the thing. I think people do care. I just think that capitalism keeps us so fucking beat down that it's hard to, to do anything about it. You know? Yeah. I agree. Like in a couple of weeks now, the eviction moratoriums will end. And the student uh, loan repayments are going to start again. And we're not talking enough about how many people are going to be thrown into homelessness because of this. Yeah. We're not ready for it yet. You talk about the fucking cool zone, be fucking sub-zero up in here. Yeah. It's going to be rough. And that is quite a note to end the show on. <laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and uh, let's get out of here. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's been a, been a big one. All right, well, this has been the Lanials Podcast. I'm a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch at Part-Time Pretzel. Our art was done by Marcus Barkley, who is not here, but usually is. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on some episodes before. He's his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse of water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck BlackRock and Eric Clapton. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans or New York, that's the Podcast, baby. We're out. Out.